special welcome again to the Shir, the in Kilat Haverim, a wonderful place to daven, to learn. And uh, this year is actually sponsored by Ilyan Liba Golden of Basel, Switzerland, in memory of Shimon Label Ben David Akoin, Liba's uncle, she also be a Fu Shalema for Shmuel, Benita Eta, Shmuel Kamenetsky, who had a, a stroke today. And hopefully, whoa, Chasen Kala, welcome. Wow, this is exciting. We have to make a, I don't know if it's a Sheva Brachas, so 119 Brachas or something like that. Get, yeah, keep it going. Welcome back. Okay, so a little bit of introduction. The Sassemis we're going to do in Parsha Semer is going to be about Sphere Saomer, right, which appears in Parsha Semer in the middle of the Parsha of the Madim. So before we get to that, we have to do a little bit of background on the Madim in general. Okay, it's very important, the idea... Rav Hudna wrote in a letter that we tend to really mix up because we use the word holiday in English for our Moadim, and therefore we think that there's something that they aren't. A holiday that you have in your standard calendar is either a day of commemoration of something that happened or a day where you're honoring or saluting something. In America, it can be anything from George Washington's birthday to um, you know, Memorial Day to Independence Day, etc., and, um, you know, you can buy calendars that have, show you every day there's something, National Pickle Day, of course we have Secretary's Day, Mother's Day. I actually remember in America once they did an ad campaign, they tried to make Mother-in-Law's Day. Never took off, but it was, they, they tried to, to get that going. Now, our Moadim are very different because the word Moed itself is like we find in space, the idea of Ohel Moed, which is a designated place, which is different than other places, in which you can connect to the Shekhinah differently, right? There is this big question about how you can have a holy place at all. If Uncle Moshe taught us Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is really everywhere, and he wouldn't lie, so why is Kansas different than Yerushalayim? Right? Or, you know, the Beis Amigdash different from outside the Beis Amigdash. So the answer is that you are able to connect to the Shekhinah more in those special coordinates of space, in that place. Same thing in time. A moed means that the very nature of time on a moed is different. It has different properties. And what happened at the time of the moed, meaning the Uras, the light that came into the world with the events of that moed, comes into the world again when you reach those coordinates in time. If Dessler gives his famous Moshal, that just like when you're riding on a bus, Right, and you get to the same stop that you were at yesterday, that is the same stop, the same coordinates in space. So too, when you come to a moid in time, so you're at that same place and things are happening. The nafkamina, meaning the difference that happens is, another holiday, sometimes in America, they rearrange the holidays so you can get a long weekend. Right? Suddenly Washington's birthday is on Monday, even though it's really on Wednesday, but you want that long weekend. You know? And uh, here... Amoid, if a person would say on Pesach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, listen, somebody gave me box seats to the opening day ball game, my favorite team. So it happens to be Leila Seder, but I really appreciate you taking us out of Mitzrayim. I do. So the next night, I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm going to eat a box of matzah, I'll drink gallons of grape juice, I'll sing all the songs, I'm going to do it all. Does it really make that much difference? The answer is yes. Right? All you'll be doing is eating matzah and drinking grape juice. That window will have closed. 
that particular opportunity, that moid, is there. Right? That's why um, the Svasemis explains, uh, the Imriamis, I'm sorry, the son of the Svasemis, explains a very sharp statement that Chazal made. Chazal said, Someone who's mevaze, that means you, you scorn, you treat lightly the moados, you don't have a chelik in olam abba. Right? Now, first of all, what does it mean to scorn the moados? And why do you throw there in the chelik lolam abba? That's a very big statement to make. Why, why particularly that one? So the Imramis said, if you want to understand the word in Lashon HaKodesh, you have to try to go back to Tanakh and see how it's really used. So we find the word Mevaze with Sha'ol HaMelech. Sha'ol HaMelech, when he became king, so Jews were Jews, so there were some people who said, it said, Anshei Bnei Bli'al, some, you know, bad people, who said, Vayevazuhu, they scorned Sha'ol, they said, Mayoshienu Zeh. How can this guy save us? What can he do for us? He said, that's the call of Bizayon. Bizayon means it's a yomtuv, it's a moid, so what? What's it going to do? I've been through tons of them. do not do anything. Okay, he says, that's the idea of Bizayon amodas. Now, why would they use this statement of Ein lo chelak lolam habo? They don't just throw these things around. Let's think of a big, bad one to throw at that guy. So... I saw Chaim Friedlander, I think it was, he says, when you see those phrases, in there's a common denominator. Let's look at a famous one. A person who embarrasses his friend in public, he says, because a person said something, embarrassed his friend in public, and he says, I didn't do anything. I didn't touch him. He's fine. He's healthy. I didn't hurt him but you're not realizing the spiritual reality of a person. What you said when you embarrassed him, that damaged the most important part of the person, his, his spiritual part. That's the real, not just the shell of his body. So therefore, a person who doesn't live a spiritual reality in this world, it's not so much a punishment, it's just you can't continue on to a spiritual reality if you live your life here as if there is no spiritual reality. That's the same thing with being Mavaza Damadas. You say, man, it's Tuesday. Like any other Tuesday. You're calling it Passover, it's Tuesday. But it's not. Because the real nature of that Tuesday is the spiritual nature of time, which is different on that day. Okay, so that's our introduction to Mordos in general. I just want to add in there a very beautiful thing from Yosef Yudah Leib Bloch of Tells in his Sefer Shirei Das. He asked something I think that a lot of us have felt sometime. He said a lot of times people might feel that the Torah really could have done things which were more impactful. Right? In other words, like we said, you can go through a moid and not feel much. Matzah is supposed to be that bread of freedom. You know, imagine people sitting around the Zeta table. You feeling it? No. You feeling it? No. You don't, you don't feel the freedom. Murrah, you chomp on your lettuce leaf or something like that. We would imagine we could design it much better. You know, you would have people making mud bricks and overseers whipping them and something like that for the freedom. You would dance on the table and pour champagne on your head like you won a soccer game. That would be something. What's with the, and oh, you get to lean a little bit on your left. That, that really free. That's like, so he explained the following. He said that we have different types of emotions, different types of regish, of feeling and sensitivity. The external ones and the internal ones. He says... The way the Torah is designed is actually 
particularly not to awaken your external emotions all the time. Because if they did, what's supposed to get into the internal wouldn't get there anymore. It'd get all used up in the external. He gave the mushal that you have a hungry person in a house and you want to bring him food. The only problem is there are a lot of rats in the house. Now he says if you go in there and you make noise, the rats are going to grab all the food and eat it up. But if you tiptoe in very silently, you can get the food to the hungry person. He says, our mitzvahs are designed by a Kodesh Baruch who designed us. They go in quietly. You may not realize what they're doing, but they're doing. Right? They, they do and they transform you and change you. Okay. So now we come to the Moedos here. And in the middle, we have Svira Saomer. That's kind of strange. I mean, on one hand, we can see why you go from Pesach into Svira Saomer, because you bring the Korban Omer on Pesach, and then you start counting. Okay, and then you head into Shavuos. But it's kind of, you know, we're in a list of Moadim, and here you're just talking about this idea of the counting. So the Ramban explains, the famous Ramban, that it is a Moed. Right now, we're in Cholamoid. He says, Pesach starts the beginning of the Yantav, and then there's a long Cholamoid, which goes till Shavuos, which is called Atzeres. Just like Shmini Atzeres at the end of Sukkot is called Atzeres, the gathering point of everything that happened over Sukkot, so too Shavuos is the gathering point of everything that happened there. And if things were as they should be, they said, especially if not for the death of Talmud Rabbi Akiva, these would be days of tremendous Simcha Anof. People would go to amusement parks for, you know, months, but it would be days of tremendous simcha. Some Svarim say that the simcha on Lagba Omer is a taste of what every day of Sriya Saomer is supposed to be like if we would be able to have it in the right place. Okay, now again, if that's a moed, that means that something happened on those days. And we're able to access again what happened on those days now. And that's why we're supposed to try to see what the excitement is about Svira Saomer. It's not just a technical gap between the two. So the Svasemis, in the Tafresh Mem Dalid, explains like this. He says, there's a Pesach in Tilim, Yodei Hashem Yemei Tamimim. Hashem, when it says Hashem knows, that means Hashem connects with, identifies with the days of those who are Tomim. Okay, now the word Tomim is very hard to translate, people talk about whole, unblemished, or something like that. So he says, the Medrash tells us what makes something tamim. Okay, now that just doesn't mean that it happens to be a day where you do what Hashem wants, but as we'll see, it means that you're connecting this day to Hashem's Ratzon. He says, because tamimus is dveikus basharesh. He says, what tamimus means is that you're dovek, which is a hard word to translate, but you're plugged in to your source. Okay, let's, let's try to use the world of an appliance. The altar of Slobodka, when a group of students from Slobodka came to Eretz Yisrael, they came to Hebron, and it was really hot. So the yeshiva invested, and they got, at the time, what was a very new appliance. They called it a ventilator. A ventilator was a fan. And this, I heard from Moshe Shapiro, he heard from... Mayor Chodesh, who was the Talmud there then, he said the Altar Sabadka felt that any new technological innovation has to be studied because it has a message for us. It's a Chiddush that comes into the world, and it's not just there to cool us off. We're supposed to learn something from it. 
So the altar spent time looking at this fan. Now, old fans used to work in the following way. There wasn't like buttons or speeds or anything like that. You would plug it into the electricity and it would start off very slowly. Then the speed would go up until it reached its maximum speed. It would go. When you unplugged it, same thing happened. Until it slowed down. So the altar said, you know what I learned from this fan? That you have to be a big maven to understand the difference between a fan that's moving slowly, but it's plugged in, and a fan that's moving fast, but it's not plugged in. Meaning, you come in, you see a fan zipping around really fast, okay, but it's not plugged in. That means it's not really alive. It's going now by momentum from when it was plugged in, but it's going to slow down and stop. You see a fan that's moving very slowly, you go, eh, but that fan's plugged in. And that's going to be able to gain speed and to continue and to go on. That's what this dvekus means, is that you're plugged into the shoresh, into the source, what he said. And this is the Iker Mitzvah Omer Latet HaReshis LaKadosh Baruch The Omer is called Reshis Ketzirchem, the very first of your harvesting. We've become such city people, we're so divorced from agriculture, okay? But this is really the beginning of all beginnings. Again, I think it was Rav Chaim Friedlander explained it. The barley, which we harvest, barley, people mention, is like animal food. In Chazal, barley is always viewed as food for animals, for cattle and such, as opposed to chitim, to wheat, which is more for people. But barley is the beginning of the agricultural cycle because you feed your barley to your ox. Your ox plows the field, then you can plant the field, and then you're good to go, and you can lead toward the harvest. So this is the beginning of the beginnings of the agricultural cycle, and that's why it's good to be in Eretz Yisrael when these things are happening exactly when they're supposed to, as opposed to Australia where things are kind of flipped. Okay, so he says this changes and influences things. In Pesach, the Svasem said, the mitzvah of Omer, of separating this reishis to Hashem, al nimshach kol ha-maychol This affects your food throughout the year. It brings Kedusha into your food. Eating food is not just a physical process, right? It's supposed to be imbued with spirituality. And this we do, right? It was just the Yartzer of Shailav Karastir, who did so much of his avoda by feeding Jews, right? By giving Jews food, whoever needed Jews of all types, of all things. But it wasn't just a social service, right? He was imbuing that food with Kedusha, which went there. Okay, so therefore, when we, the way in which we do this Korban HaOmer is called Tnufa. You would raise it up. You would elevate it, and that elevates your food throughout the year. Okay, and he says, this is the time to do it. Now, why is this the time to do it? Because this is the time that Am Yisrael plugged in to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this very powerful way. If we think we want to go back on a moed, we say, what happened on Shavuos? We got the, what happened here? What happened during Sriya Saomer? Those are the days that Yermiyo describes as Zacharti lo chesed nuraich avas klulasayich lechtech acharai b'amidbar beretz lozura. Hashem says, I remember the love of your youth, of your early years, right? Like the love of newly married young people, right? And it says, lechtech acharai b'amidbar beretz lozura. You ran out into the desert, into a place that had nothing growing, right? Jews usually like to pack lots of food when they travel. Right? You always want to be sure, just in case they don't have your meal on the plane, so you have that extra carry-on, you know, which is full of stuff, and you can share with some other people. And here they didn't bring anything. 
So he says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu valued. He says, something, an event that happened doesn't go away. An event that's valuable in a spiritual sense, that leaves an impression on time forever. So he says, Therefore, the same feelings and emotions and devotion that Am Yisrael had then are inside of us now. They're awakening now if we tap into them and if we plug into them. Okay, so he says that's what we have to do. This is why it's the preparation for Kabbalah Satara. It says if we awaken that desire, right, during the days of Sphira, this is not just national, he says, and this is personal, and this enables you to have a new, fresh Kabbalah Satara. Okay, a lot of times the reason things get stale is because they're not plugged into their source. Right? If, if a leaf is on a tree and the tree is growing and it's got its roots connected, the leaf is fine and fresh. When it's plucked off, it withers and dies. The same thing happens with our feelings of ruchnius and our connections of things. So this is a time that we can plug in and we can replug. And it's especially at a beginning. As he said, at the beginning of the cycle, if you connect it, if you plug it in then, then that sandwich you have six months from now is still going to be different. Everything is going to be different if you can plug it in at the time when that window is open. So that's what's happening here in Svira Omer. In another piece he says, you have to realize what's happening in nature is happening now. Just like you see everything coming to life and growing, so too you're able to come into life in this way now. Okay, so that's what's happening with Svira Omer. Now the problem is, what is the concept of the beginning? Okay, we say you should connect everything right at the beginning, that first barley, that first thing. But the problem with beginnings is we know the beginnings don't last. Okay, everything that starts off exciting gets less exciting almost from the very moment it starts. Okay, a person gets a new car, it's really exciting, you like it. After a while, it's a car, right? It, it's something which is there. So what's the point of really getting worked up at a beginning, if you know that feeling isn't going to last and it's going to go. And this is a very problematic thing. The Sahara whispers in our ear a lot of times. You know, you're standing there on Yom Kippur, Hashem Elohim. He said, yeah, you said that last year too. Right? Same thing. You know, you did that. And look at what your year looked like. You said it the year before. What's, what's the point of doing this? So this brings us to a Svasemis that we didn't get to learn on Parshas Kisisa that I feel is really important to learn and to connect to. So Rashi brings down, talking about Moshe Rabbeinu going up to get the second luchos. Okay, now if we compare the receiving of the first luchos on Shavuos and Moshe Rabbeinu going to get the second luchos, there was a really big difference in the event planning. Okay, the first luchos had amazing effects. Right, there was thunder and lightning and everything was shaking, and the mountain itself was smoking, and there was this supernatural shofar that kept going and getting louder and louder and everything. And the second luchos, Hashem told Moshe, okay, come up and get the luchos. And he went up and he came down and he gave us the luchos. That was it. So Rashi brings down from Chazal, Ein l'cha That shows you there's nothing more beautiful than doing things quietly, on the lowdown, 
not the big deal, etc. Okay, why? Because the first ones that were done with that big thing, they broke. The second ones continued on. But the Swasemis asked this question, wait a second, who was the party planner for the first one? It was Hashem. He did that. If you're supposed to do it, it's Nia's and have it quiet, etc. So why didn't he do that? Right? He was the one designing it, and he did that. Especially because Chazal say that because it was so big, it was able to be Ayin Hara, etc. So he explains the following. He explains, first of all, the first ones were supposed to be it. We weren't planning on having Cheta Egel. And the first ones were really supposed to affect the entire world. He said, if Am Yisrael really would have received the Torah as they should have that first time, then all the nations of the world would have been able to connect to Hashem through us. But he says, it was the attack of Amalek that somehow damaged us. And because we were damaged, that damage expressed itself in the Chet Egel. And therefore he says, it isn't the Jews that should hold this enmity against Amalek so much. Every nation in the world should. Because it was because of Amalek that Am Yisrael couldn't do that original type of Kabbalah Satoru, which would have connected all the nations of the world. It says, but because of Amalek, all the other nations of the world were distanced from that. Okay, Beseder, but nonetheless, Hashem knew that as well. Hashem knew who he was dealing with. If we were somehow damaged after Chet Egel, after Amalek, and we came to Matan Torah, and we couldn't handle the big thing the way it should be, so why did Hashem do it? So he explains, Mikol makom gamze emes. The truth is, Lule hislavus akodim befirsum lohoya achakach yecholes lelech b'derech tzinius. Certain things have to be the way they have to be. If there wasn't the great excitement in the beginning, you couldn't have had that second time, which was there in quiet. Beginnings have to be with that excitement. And big, Hashem designed us that way. Only because that first Matan Torah was with Koli Kolos could we then receive the Torah again on Yom Kippur. Note that our Zman Matan Torah where we celebrate it, is Shavuos, not Yom Kippur. Right? Somebody could ask you on Shavuos, why are you celebrating receiving the Torah? Those Luchos you received on Shavuos, you messed up, they got broken. Right? You should go, you got the Luchos on Yom Kippur, the second one's okay, celebrate that one. No, this stayed with us eternally. You're saying it didn't last? Yes and no. Meaning it accomplished what it had to accomplish because at the beginning it plugged us in. And it plugged us in very powerfully in the way that has to be done in beginnings, which is with excitement. Okay, and then it can continue on. He says, He says, this is a lesson for all time, he says. When you start something, do it with great excitement, as it comes naturally when something's new and something's fresh. He says, even though you know it's not going to last. It prepares you for the days afterwards when things go down because it plugged you in deep and strong to the shorish, to the source of your power. Okay, let's take a couple of mashalim for this. One simple mashal is just if you want to barbecue something. Okay, so you have your coals in your grill and you spritz on a little lighter fluid. If you've got kids around, they like to spritz on a lot of lighter fluid. And you put on, you get the big flames. But everybody knows you can't cook on those big flames. If you put your hamburgers on those big flames, you get, you know, half raw, half charcoal, and all tasting like lighter fluid. 
you have to wait till the flames die down, until the coals are very quiet, right? No flames, and then you can cook your things and they come out just as they should. But you can't get those coals without the flames in the beginning. That's the way it has to start. And the same thing is, Matantar is compared to a wedding, and that's the same thing, okay? Nobody imagines that life is going to be like the wedding, okay? It's a few guys maybe still, right, etc. But it's there. You can have that cynical guy sitting at a wedding, you know, and the chassan and kaler going around, you know, to say thank you to everybody for coming or whatever. You say, oh, we're so excited. You say, yeah, everyone was excited. Come on, you know. It's like, give it a few years, you'll be like me. You know, you argue about who takes out the garbage, the bills, the this, that, that. You know, you know what's going to happen. What are you getting so excited about? He's wrong. This is the way it has to be at that time. That's avas kalil sayich. When you have that moment, you have to put all into it, and then that will connect you, and that connection will last and go as it goes on. Okay, so that's why it's there, and it's important to do so. And you have to have those moments when they come. Sometimes we have all sorts of moments of beginning. Jews are constantly beginning. Right? We have the power of his chadshus. We have a new year on Rosh Hashanah. We have a new year starting in Nisan. We have a new month with Rosh Chodesh. We have every week, right, is a new thing. Every day, every morning, right, this idea of saying Moda'ani when you first wake up, that means plug in in your first moment, plug it in, and it'll influence the rest of the day. Even though you're not going to be saying Moda'ani all day, but if you plugged it in, if you can pay attention to the fact of what happened in that transformation when you come awake, so then that can go and that can stay with you as things go. Okay, so this is why you can't always be so calm, cool, and logical. For example, on Shavuos. Right? Well, first let's take even Svir Soma. I was mentioning, you know, there's someone like Davin and Karlin, a lot of, near me, and they, they, we've spoken in the past about their minning and davening to scream many parts of the davening. When you say scream, we mean scream with the Veins sticking out on your neck and, you know, everything going. And one of the times they really scream is at Sfirah Sa'omer. Sfirah Sa'omer, they scream, they'll go, whatever day it is. And I was thinking to myself, why do you scream that? In other words, I think, Shema Yisrael, you know, screaming that. Nishmas Kolchai, something. Here it's like, today is the 25th. Okay, it is. We know there's a sign on the wall. It says 25 days of them. You're right, it is. It's informational. What's the scream? The idea is, is that you're trying to connect. You're trying to plug in to that day and what happened in that day and the light that came into that day and to absorb it into you and then to move on towards Matantar. Um, and the same thing comes with Shavuos. Now again, there, there are different customs with Shavuos Shavuos is very tricky because we don't have really paraphernalia on Shavuos. We don't have lulav, esrit, matzah, nothing. We have simchas yontav. Right? We don't have the korbanos today in the Vesamikdash. And Am Yisrael has minhagim, right? One minig that goes back to the Beis Yosef in a very special supernatural gilui he had in his base medrash is the idea of the tikkun leil Shavuos, of staying up at night. Different communities do different things. There's an actual text of a tikkun that many say, Svardim and some Hasidim say the Tikkun, other people just learn. Not everybody does all night. Many Hasidim especially like to go to sleep, you know, around Alos HaShachar and get a few hours of sleep so that you can have koch for the Shavuz davening and not be falling asleep in it, as often happens. 
But sometimes you have people that are very technical about it. They say, listen, I was thinking about staying up at night, but I realized I would probably learn more if I just went to sleep at my regular time, got seven, eight hours, and the next day I would daven like a mensch, and then I could learn throughout the day on shuas, and I'll get, if I stay up all night, I'm going to be, you know, half the night fighting sleep, half the night drinking coffee, you know, and then I'll sleep in davening, and then the next day I'm going to be sleeping through, and I'll miss shuas. It's, it's really not worth it. Now again, there's merit to what he says, but let's imagine going back to the wedding scenario, right? You have the chasen and kala, it's like toward the end of the second dance or something, they're all glowing and sweaty and happy, and the chasen tells the kala, Okay, I'm going home now, okay, so you can, you can come later, just, you know, I, I go to sleep every night at 10.45. She's like, what? Yeah, you know, because uh, I got up early this morning, you know, and tomorrow, and we got Sheva Brachos, so I'll be really tired, so, you know, no, it's fine, you can stay, but I'm, 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 I'm going back. Like, what? Right? Now, what he's saying makes sense, but not in that context, not at the beginning, not at the time where the bond is being formed, where the connection is being formed. Okay, so that is the idea of the Moedim that Hashem gives us. And with the appreciation of this particular Moed, which goes on for days and days and days, right? And even if we don't have all the halachas of a yontav, but the sense that we can plug into it, and it makes sense to try to bring ourselves alive, particularly in these days, to connect to them, because that's going to affect everything, as he said, from our sandwich that we eat to the rest of the year, to the Torah that we're going to learn to the rest of the year as well. So that's, that's the power of the Moed, and that's the power of beginnings which are there. So hopefully we'll get to approach Matan Torah, that wedding again, and uh, be able to do it as it should be done, and uh, bring to everything the receiving of Torah is supposed to do. Okay, have a wonderful week, wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.